forgot to mention one important announcement, and that is that Alpha starts this week. And we have a huge number, comparatively speaking, of people interested in taking Alpha course. And if you are one of those people that has uh, maybe not taken an Alpha course yet, and, and uh, maybe you're one of those who are kind of on the fence, you're not sure whether you want to follow Jesus yet or not, or what it's even about. Well, we invite you to take this course so that you can find out what it's all about. What is Christianity really all about? What does it mean? What's the message behind it? What's the point of it? And we invite you to take that course on Wednesdays at 6.30. Uh, a meal is provided, and great discussion, great dessert, great fellowship, great teaching, and uh, sign up for that. Now, here's the thing. If you know of somebody, you've been, sort of been praying for that person, and you really want to see that person come to know the Lord, this would be an ideal thing for you to invite your friends to. Invite your friends who don't know Christ. Come to that and uh, let them hear what it's really all about. It's a non-threatening atmosphere, and it's, uh, it's, not, it's not highly religious. It's just really informative, very natural, and we just uh, want to invite you to be a part of that. So please sign up at the kiosk today. Now, let's get back to the message. The series that we're starting today is called Goodbye Old End. Say it one more time. Hello, Hello new. The new year is, uh, is, is a time that is and has been celebrated for, for hundreds of years. It's, it marks a new time in people's lives, a new, the beginning of something new, something fresh, something different. Well, here's the thing. Back in 1740, a man by the name of John Wesley, maybe you've heard of him, great preacher. Uh, he wanted to provide something for believers whereby they could come and prepare their hearts and get ready for a new year. He, uh, he called the service the covenant renewal services, and we've come to know them as the, uh, as the watch night service. Now, the very first watch night service that I ever attended it was at Calvary Temple back in the days when the old Calvary Temple was still standing. Now, if you're familiar with Calvary Temple, you'll see that old spire there. Well, that was actually part of a bigger church. They didn't build that. That's not modern. That was part of the old church that I went to as a boy. And uh, the home I grew up in as a child was, was uh, a home where there was partying going on at New Year's Eve. Lots of drinking, lots of alcohol, lots of... of loud revelry, and uh, that was my experience of New Year's Eve as a child. And when 12 o'clock struck, we would go out, out, out the front door, take a pot and a, and a wooden spoon and start banging on it. Anybody ever do that? Just us nutcases. <laughs> no, that's what people used to do, believe it or not, in the olden days, which I barely remember. Uh, but that's what, that's what we did. Until my dad came to know the Lord... And he brought us to church at the old Calvary Temple on New Year's Eve for the watch night service. And I remember Pastor Barber preaching a sermon about preparing for the new year, renewing our hearts, making things new, starting fresh. And I remember thinking as a boy, this is so cool, the idea of starting a new year fresh. I never ever heard of such an idea it never occurred to me before. It was the first time I ever heard 
a message about starting fresh, starting anew. But here's the thing that I want to share with everybody here today, is that the essence of Christianity, the essence of our faith, is that God gives us an opportunity to start fresh. He gives us an opportunity to walk away from the old and begin something brand new. God, in case you haven't heard this before, God is the God of the second chance, and the third chance, and the fourth chance, and the fifth chance. And I could go on all day long here. I could do this for the rest of the year, but you get the point. God is a God of a fresh start. And what we want to do as we start this new year is I want to invite you to come to Jesus and start fresh. And some of you sitting here today are saying, yeah, I'm one of those people that needs to start fresh. My life is not what it needs to be. My marriage is not what it needs to be. My family is not what it needs to be. My, my personal, private life, if anybody knew what was really going on in there. If that's you today, I want you to know that God is here to speak words of hope to your heart. Listen to what the great Christian and church father says, and if you'll read that with me. For if a man belongs to Christ, he is a new person. The old life is gone. New life has begun. All this comes from God. He is the one who brought us to himself when we hated him. He did this through Christ. Then he gave us the work of bringing others to him. Now, let's just, let's just talk about this for a moment. Talk about the need of a fresh start. Because everybody here understands that. The fact of the matter is, is that nobody starts out by saying, you know what? Someday, I'm going to really work at being obese. I'm going to work real hard at being overweight. I'm going to work really hard at, at being unhealthy. I'm going to work hard at getting a heart attack by 50. I'm going to work hard at becoming an alcoholic or an addict. I'm going to work hard at destroying my marriage by the time I've been married 15 years. I'm going to work hard at alienating my children. Nobody ever sets out to do that. And yet, and yet, here we are. So many of us are in the middle of a mess even now as I speak. Many of us are on the way to a mess even as I speak. And some of us have just recovered from a mess even as I speak. I want you to know today that God loves you. He cares about you, and guess what? He wants you to have a great life. This is the gospel. This is the good news that we preach. This is what Christianity is about. It's about the abundant life, about having a great life. The problem is that so many people are are here today in the middle of their mess, and they, uh, they think, can, 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 it, can it be true? Can I really have a fresh start? Can I really start over? 
And maybe you've tried that. You've set out your New Year's resolutions. And here it is, January the 15th, and you've already given up. How many are, are, are there? You know what I'm talking about. In fact, sociologists have done a study, and they discovered that January the 9th is officially the day when most people have given up their resolutions. There's a date on the calendar, folks, for, for your resolution not working. January the 9th. Maybe you're that person here today, and you know your life is not what it needs to be, and you desperately, desperately wish that it could be different. Well, I've got good news for you today. It can be. Because God is a God of a fresh start. God loves you and wants you to say goodbye to the old and hello to the new. Are you, are you ready to do that today? Do you want that? I know some of you are... You've, you've tried the diets and you've tried, you've tried different programs to get your life turned around. You've read the books. You've gone to the internet sites. You've Googled the subject and it just, whatever you do doesn't seem to work. What on earth is going on? Well, here's, here's the problem with so many of us. For many, for many people, they, they come to Christ and it's a fantastic experience. In fact, I had a young man come to me after the service this morning. He said, you know, I, I came to Jesus and I was so excited when I became a Christian. He was just a young fellow, about 16. And he said, and, and now, now I'm sitting here this morning and I don't have the same excitement, I don't have the same joy, and I'm not as thrilled as I used to be, but I, Pastor, after your message this morning, I want to get back on track, I want to get sorted out, I want to get baptized, I want to move on with God. I wanna, and I, you know what I said? I said, you know what? This is exactly what the Holy Spirit wants to do for you. He wants to give you a fresh start. He wants to help you get back on track. But for so many of us, we feel that, those, that, that accusation in our heart, that, that, that message replayed, you'll never amount to anything. You're a loser. You'll, you'll, you'll never succeed. You'll always be this way. You'll never change. I want you to know where, that, where, that, where those voices are coming from. No, you're not insane. The Bible talks about, about a devil. The devil is called the accuser of the brethren. And there's nothing that the devil wants to do more than to discourage you and to cause you to lose hope. And he will come along to you and say, you'll never change, you'll always be this way. You were born into this and you'll continue to live in this. Your parents were like this, your grandparents were like this, your great-grandparents were like this. You will never change, you'll always be this way. Why don't you just give up? Why don't you just quit? Why don't you just walk away? Why don't you just turn from the church? It doesn't work. My friends, this is the work of the enemy of our soul. We call him Satan. He is a deceiver. Jesus calls him the father of lies. He wants to destroy your confidence in him. He wants you to turn your eyes away from God and to turn your eyes upon yourself. I'm going to tell you this today. Everyone who turns his or her eyes upon herself or himself will know nothing but discouragement and hopelessness. Because, folks, here's the problem. Is that you and I were born sinners. 
Look what it says in verse 18. It says that uh, he is the one who brought us to himself when we hated him. Did you know that when you were born, you were born hating God? You were born that way. That's what the Bible says. But God loved you so much that he sent his own son, Jesus, to bring about reconciliation between us and him. Folks, until you understand that, you will continue to try to fix yourself. You'll continue to try to renovate yourself. Has anybody ever lived in an old home and tried to renovate it? I lived, on a, I lived in an old home all my life, just in the last few years that I live in a newer home. And I'm going to tell you, it's renovation, 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 and it's money, money gone, money gone, money gone. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Money, home Depot. I see Home Depot more than I see my mother. It's the truth. <laughs> it's the truth. And you'd think that, that if you got a newer home, it would change, right? Wrong. The fact of the matter is, my friends, is you can't renovate yourself to get yourself to the place where everything's going to work out smoothly. You may be able to fix a few problems here and there, but the fact of the matter is, is that as long as we're in this world, we're subject to decay. We're subject to fail. We're subject to make mistakes unless, unless we get our eyes fixed on Jesus. For if a man belongs to Christ, he is a new person. Here's what the Spirit of God is saying this morning to each and every one of us. He's saying, He wants you to come to Him with your failure, with your weakness. He wants you to come to Him and He wants you to surrender to Him. He wants you to say, Jesus, help. When's the last time you said, Jesus, help? But you know, our, our tendency is to try to fix it ourselves. And I'm going to tell you this, you will go on failing and failing and failing. You need help, as my friends in AA would say, from a higher power. You need help from God. Now here's the thing. Some of you have failed and made mistakes. And you say, you know, I, 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 I've failed God so many times, there's no way that he could forgive me. There's no way that... There's no way that I can return. I'm, I'm such a phony. I'm such a hypocrite. And I know so many people like that. They just feel like giving up and walking away from the faith because they feel that they're such a hypocrite. They feel condemned by their past. Maybe that's you here today. You've failed. You've messed up. You've made so many mistakes in your past, and now you just feel like, you know, you can't move forward. That's well, Satan for you. He'll throw it in your face. He'll remind you of your past. But can I tell you something today? The great Christian and apostle and missionary that we all admire, his name is Paul. We call him the Apostle Paul. This is what he said. He said, I am the chief of sinners. Nobody has sinned more than me. You know what his crimes were? I don't know if anybody here is responsible or has done anything like this. But he actually traveled around the world killing Christians. Do you know why? Because he was a devout Jew who was trying to defend Judaism. And so what he was doing is he, he was going to try to destroy this new Jewish sect that was called the Way, or as we know it today, Christianity. 
And he stood there and he, and he watched as, as Stephen, the very first martyr, as he, he was there as Stephen was stoned to death. And that was a turning point for the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul was on his way to Damascus, ready to slaughter Christians up in Damascus. But as he was going to Damascus, suddenly there was a blinding light from heaven that literally knocked him to the ground. And he heard a voice from heaven. It was Jesus. And he said, Jesus, said, Saul, before he was called Paul, his name was Saul. Saul, why do you persecute me? And that was a turning point for Saul. It wasn't long before he was he'd given his heart to Jesus. He was devoted to Christ. He surrendered his life to Jesus. And then he became a teacher and an apostle and one of the great preachers of the faith. But guess what? This haunted him all his life. And any time that he was tempted to think about, about what a bad person he was, that he would remind himself that he was a brand new creation, a brand new creature. For if a man belongs to Christ, he's a new person. The old life is gone, the new life has begun. Listen to me today. I don't care what you've done. I don't care how you failed. I don't care how you're failing today. I want you to know some good news. And that is this, is that if you have surrendered your life to Jesus and you've asked Jesus to come into your life and to forgive you of your sin, then know this, God's not finished with you yet. Did you hear that? God is not finished with you yet. Because he who began a good work in me is faithful to complete it. Understand this today. God is a God of the second chance. And God will not reject you because my Bible tells me that there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. If you're failing, if you've made mistakes, if you've messed up, if you're here today and you are, are, are steeped in guilt and shame for some sin that you've committed, I want you to know that you can leave here free of the guilt, free of the shame, you can start fresh. You can allow God to do that miracle in your heart and life. Do you know, the most important thing that you're going to learn on this Christian journey is that you cannot make it on your own. You cannot change yourself. Because by nature, by nature, we always will choose what is most advantageous to us. By nature, let's face it, we're self-centered people. This is why we get ourselves into a mess. This is why we get ourselves into trouble. And this is why we are constantly trying to set resolutions and trying to set goals to change ourselves. I did some research on this, and this is what they discovered. This is what the social scientists have discovered. Every year, almost half of all North Americans make New Year's resolutions. Almost half. One in two people are making resolutions. And this is what they discovered. 
They try to, that people make resolutions to lose weight. Maybe some of you have made that resolution and you've already failed at it. I don't know. Maybe you've set a resolution to quit smoking, to get your money sorted out, to get out of debt, to get your marriage fixed, to get your family on track. I don't know. But this is something that virtually almost all of North America does. And here's the success rate. Only 8% of people who set resolutions are always successful in achieving the resolutions. Only 8%. Sounds pretty hopeless, doesn't it? 19% achieve the resolutions once every two years. And 73% have no success or next to no success. 73%. It's dismal. Clearly, we need help. Clearly, we can't do this on our own. Clearly, we cannot change our lives on our own. We need help. And the secret, my friends, is Jesus. Jesus is the way that you're going to change your life. You say, well, how can Jesus help me? Well, on January the 1st, we baptized 12 people. 12 people who said they want to follow Jesus. In the baptismal class, we taught each person that baptism is symbolic of a transformation or a change in a person's life. You die to yourself, you're buried, and you're resurrected a brand new person. There is a secret to lasting change in your life. It's understanding that you need to die to yourself, that you need to be buried, and that you need to live as the new you. So many of us are trying to renovate the old you, the old me, the old us. You understand what I'm saying? And guess what? The old you will never inherit eternal life. What you need is a brand new you, and you need to live in the new you. What I mean by that is you need to follow Jesus. Jesus said this, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways, take up your cross daily and follow me. And if you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. So here's what God's saying to every one of us today. If you want this fresh start that we're talking about, if you want to live successful, if you want to live victoriously, if you want to live as an overcomer, then you need to start following Jesus. You need to get serious about following Jesus. Because here's what I've discovered after 30 years of being a pastor and after 40 years of being a Christian is that every time I go off the rails, it's because somewhere along the line, I, stepped, I stopped following Jesus with all my heart. Do you know what I'm saying today? 
The reason we get ourselves into trouble is because we're not following Jesus with all our heart. You say, well, Pastor, what does that mean to follow Jesus? I'll tell you really simply. It means you know what he says, which means you have to be reading your Bible. The first, the first step, my friends, to getting off the rails and, and, and to following a different path is that you stop reading your Bible. As we start this new year, I want to I challenge you to get your Bible out and start listening to what, the voice, or to what Jesus is saying, what the voice of the Spirit is saying. If you're not allowing the Spirit of God to speak to you through His Word, then I'm sorry to tell you this, but you are going to end up in trouble. You will not have the help of God that you expect as a believer. Here's what I've discovered after 30 years of ministry and 40 years of being a Christian, is that Jesus will never lead me into trouble. Did you hear that? Jesus will never lead me into trouble. Jesus will always lead me into abundant life. Now let the Spirit of God speak to your heart. Because if you are wandering into trouble and getting into trouble, and if you are seeing your marriage fail and your, and your family failing and you're not spiritually strong, it's because you're not following Jesus. If you want to be my disciple, Jesus said, you must deny yourself. Because you no longer do what you want to do, but you start asking Jesus what he wants you to do. It means you start living like Jesus. It means that anybody who looks at you or hears you speak or watches how you live knows that you belong to Jesus. That's what it means to be a new person. It means you let your old self be dead and your new self live to the fullest. This is the Christian life. This is the Christian life that we're called to. I'm not going to tell you this. <laughs> we keep thinking, you know, a set of resolution and things are going to be different in 2012. And as the social scientists say, by January the 9th, nine days into the new year, it's all falling apart. How many of you have said today, um, how many have said, uh, my diet starts on Monday, tomorrow, yeah. And you know what God's calling you to? He's calling you to follow him now, to submit to him now. I uh, had a real problem with weight. It's much better now, actually. Back, uh, back about, uh, about eight years ago, I lost, I lost a lot of weight. And uh, I was keeping it off, I was exercising, eating properly, I'd, I'd gone on this diet called Way Down. Does anybody remember the Way Down diet? It's simp- it essentially goes like this. You only eat when you're hungry. So if you're hungry all the time, <laughs> it's hopeless. <laughs> but I tried to live like that. When I, as soon as I got hunger pangs, then I would eat, and I, 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 and I lost a lot of weight. And I thought, well, what a fantastic program. And it was. 
And I was keeping the weight off, I was doing really well until I had problems with my jaw. I was visiting the, the, the doctor and he discovered that I had a, um, a tumor in my jaw, which I still have, but it's benign, thankfully. And um, he, did, he did some surgery, they went in, they messed around in there, and long and short of it was, I was in bed for eight weeks with excruciating pain. And, and with permanent nerve damage. And um, there's not much to do while you're just sitting around for eight weeks. Uh, there is something fun you can do, you can eat. And so slowly, I started putting all the weight back on again. And I got discouraged after, after I gained it all back again, and I, I, uh, I started buying books on on proper eating and dieting and exercise and, and fast weight loss programs. How many know that there's a book at, at the Costco right now, Lose Weight in 15 Days, something like that? Have you seen that one? I got them all. I got a little library if anybody wants to see them. I remember praying one day and saying, God, um, like help, help me with this problem. God, would you just take this problem? Would you fix this problem? And that was my constant prayer. God, fix the problem. Fix the problem. And one day as I was praying and waiting on God, I heard God speak to me. And he said, Alan, your problem is not the problem. You are the problem. I can't fix your problem, Alan, but I can fix you. And God reminded me at that very moment, the lights just came on. Has anybody ever had that experience, the aha moment? Aha! Now I get it. Or I get it again. God wanted to show me that it was, it was me that needed to be fixed. How many know that God's not in the, in the problem-fixing business? He's in the people-fixing business. And this morning, what you really need is not for God to magically wave his magic wand over you and your problem. What, God, what you need is you need God to come in and change you. And the only way that's going to happen is if you say, God, here am I, I need you, change me. And I said, God, I'm ready for you to do that work in my life. This is about a year ago. And I said, God, I, I'm, I'm surrendering myself to you. I'm allowing you to change me, even as I follow Jesus with all my heart. Now, that's a strange thing for a pastor to say after serving God for, or serving in the ministry for 30 years, but that's exactly what happened. I can tell you that uh, as of today, I've lost uh, 45 pounds. And it didn't come from, a, from way down. It didn't come from Jenny Craig. Or from Weight Watchers. It came from following Jesus. And when you follow Jesus with all your heart, my friends, you could say goodbye to the old and hello to the new. He will take you through where you cannot go on your own. But you've got to be prepared to say, Jesus, here am I. 
change me. You've got to be prepared to say, Jesus, I'm willing to follow you with all my heart. You need to start walking with Jesus. And some of you, you've been going to church for years, but it's been a long time since you really had some intimate times with Jesus where you've allowed him to speak to you. You know what's wrong with Christianity in the year 2012? Is that we forgot what it means to listen to God. We don't hear him anymore because we would rather try to do it on our own. Get a program, read a book, fix ourselves. And what God wants to do is he wants to lead you. He wants you to follow him. Would you stand with me, please? Father, we want to say goodbye to the old. We want to say hello to the new. And it, as we've read in the scriptures, it only comes through Jesus. It comes through following Jesus. God, I pray for each one here today who is struggling with some secret struggle, some secret sin, some secret problem. Maybe it's not so secret anymore. I want to pray for that marriage that is struggling today, that addict who's trying to recover, that person struggling with substance abuse, that person who's struggling with health issues and weight problems. that one who hasn't been in fellowship or communion with you for a long time. God, you tell us in your word that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You understand our weakness. You understand the way that we fail. You understand that we're prone to wander. And so God, right now we pray that by your spirit, you would do something supernatural here this morning. We want to open our hearts and our lives to you and allow you once again to lead us in the way that we should go. Spirit of God, would you help us to follow Jesus? Spirit of God, would you help us to hear your voice so that we would be led in the way that we should go. God, thank you this morning for your love for us. Thank you that your love is unconditional. Thank you that you do not withdraw your love, that you stick with us. And now, God, we want to come to you and we want to ask for the grace that we need to follow you. Now, church, if you just look at me for a moment, because here's what you need to do. Whatever you're going through, whatever your struggle is today, the starting place is always Jesus. You need to get your Bible out and dust it off. For some of you, you haven't read it for a long time. Blow the dust off it, and you need to start reading it again and allowing Jesus to speak to you. I would begin in the book of Matthew the first book of the New Testament. Can I invite you to do that? And then what you need to do is you need to say a little prayer and you need to say, Jesus, 
Please speak to me through your word and show me what you want me to do. And I'm going to guarantee you this. The Spirit of God is going to speak to you. It may not be in an audible voice. It probably won't be. But it will be a, a knowing, a knowledge in your heart. You'll know what you need to do. And you need to do it. Get it? Get your Bible out. Ask God to speak to you. And he will start to lead you. Watch the changes that start happening in your life. Your marriage will be, will be impacted tremendously. Your kids will be changed. Your life will literally have a fresh start. Now, fathers, we go from this place. We pray for the grace and the strength to follow Jesus. And we pray that in your name. And everyone said it with me. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Tell that person beside you, follow Jesus.